Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture, and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. It's the Larry Kudlow Show. Free market prosperity starts here. Now, here's Larry Kudlow. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. We're going to reset. You can live stream us on the Internet, by the way. This show live streams on the Internet. It's Larry Kudlow. No, LarryKudlowShow.com. LarryKudlowShow.com. You can get us all across the country, around the world, throughout the solar system and the Milky Way during the week. Fox Business, the name of the show is Cudlow, 4 to 5 p.m. every day. If you can't get it at 4, you can hear it at 7 replay, or text your favorite 9-year-old who will show you how to DVR the show. Let's do some stock market work. Stocks are bouncing around this past week. The Dow is off 154 points, but the NASDAQ was up 300, the S&P up 36, We'll go to our experts, Nancy Tengler, CEO and Chief Investment Officer of Laffer Tengler Investments, and uh, Jim LeCamp, Senior Vice President for Investments at Morgan Stanley. Uh, welcome back, kids. So, I don't know, I have a few things to talk about. Stocks seem to be bouncing around. Interest rates have moved up in recent weeks. Uh, Jay Powell talking at Jackson Hole and the rest of the world. Nancy Tengler, what's going on here? Um, what's your outlook? Larry, don't you know we're navigating by the stars under cloudy skies? Yeah. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> That's what he said. I don't know what that means. I have no idea. I feel like I do it every day, though. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I, I think a couple of things. Um, I, I didn't think the speech said much of anything, uh, yeah. and I think you saw that in the market's response. Um I do, however, think there's a couple of things going on um, underneath uh, the, the surface. And one is this GDP now number that I think really has driven the bear steepening in the yield curve. Um, you know, we've got the 10-year rising, the two-year flat, and that's only happened less than 10% of the time. And and so if you look back historically, and it, and it tells you that the market thinks growth is accelerating and the, the Fed is likely to increase. I, I don't think that's the case. I think uh, one of the things that's been driving growth is uh, the, the fiscal stimulus that's in place and, and may, in fact, be starting to, to sort of wane just as we get uh, the impact of, of the lagged effects of monetary policy. So I, I think you still want to be cautious. You still want to own companies that are growing their earnings 
and can grow their earnings in the face of a slowing economy. But I wouldn't take that GDP now number to, uh, to the bank and extrapolate it out to infinity because I just don't think that's where we are. What is it? It's 5.9% for the third quarter. Right. Right. And yep. we don't know, I mean, that's just based on the um, on the uh, recent numbers, let's see, in July. But we don't we don't know that that's going to happen. And they'll they can revise that substantially. Uh, but rates Correct. have gone up a lot, uh, Jim LeCamp. I mean, the 10 year is holding now at about four. I'm going to call four and a quarter percent. Um, and the curve is still pretty steeply inverted which is still a future recession signal. Uh, and the numbers coming in, um, you know, things like the manufacturing reports uh, from the Empire State and elsewhere don't look that great, Jim LeCamp. So what is your outlook? So it's not just those numbers. Uh, we have leading indicators down 16, 17 right. months in a row. Right. We have PMIs around the world um, in, in downtrends. They have revised the BLS numbers, which have one too many letters in their acronym. They have revised those down for every single month this year. For, so for jobs. if you have for a jobs. metric and you need to revise every single reading, maybe you should change your calculations. Maybe mm-hmm. you should change your birth-death models, et cetera, et cetera. But the bottom line is, uh, and, and, then, and then you've got uh, declines in China, too, which will uh, impact uh, not only uh, global stock markets, but they uh, likely uh, have an impact on uh, uh, the global economic um, uh, situation. So, uh, yeah, I, I think the, the economy is not in as good a shape as advertised. And uh, you've got uh, this inverted yield curve that's gone for a long time, and a lot of people have gotten comfortable with it. But if you look at the history of inverted yield curves, there is a lag effect. And we are not beyond the parameters of what historical lag effects have been with inverted yield curves and, and their ability to predict recessions. In the meantime, earnings are down. Yeah, everybody compares earnings to expectations, but not enough time is spent looking on whether they're actually going up or down nominally, and they're going down. And so uh, we've got a, a market at a very rich valuation with breadth that's not that good, uh, you have leaders that are showing toppy behavior. Uh, you had this buy the rumor, sell the fact move this week in NVIDIA. And so uh, to me, and then you've got the seasonality of this all where, you know, historically, um, September, August, September, early October have been very, very volatile and somewhat weak in the markets. So I, I think I agree with Nancy. It's not a time to be taking a lot of risks. Energy stocks still look okay. Uh, but uh, everything else uh, really looks pretty heavy here. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. 
Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot... Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Um, crude oil's holding at eighty dollars, eighty and a half dollars. Gasoline prices about three eighty-five. Brent crude eighty-four seventy-seven. But it's those two have not changed recently. The gasoline price actually is after rising is now holding at that point. So Nancy, what's the energy story? What's the gasoline story? And related to that, the stocks. Uh, what's that story? Yeah, well, so agree with Jim on, on energy for sure. We we have been trimming our upstream exposure uh, and reallocating that into to integrated oil names. And, and the reason for that is just that we think we've seen a lot of the move in the price of oil, and um, now we want to try to make money um, in the in in the uh, refining and integrated portion of the um, the space. But you know, we've talked about this, Larry. We have a, a, a clean energy strategy. And, and, you know, clean energy is definitely a misnomer because by the time you mine for all the required mm-hmm. minerals and metals, uh, you've mm-hmm. destroyed uh, great parts of the of um, the, the society and, um, and and the, you know, the, the world's uh, supply. And we're, we're going to be short. And so we know that and we want to make money if we can in that space, but we have hedged it with oil. And we think we will continue to see oil stocks uh, outperform in the coming decades. Uh, all the while, we continue to get this forced central planning push towards green energy. There's a real quick chart that I'll just cite. Um, it was from our friends at Strategus. They looked at you know what it would take of current production if you wanted to produce 18 million vehicles, EV, EVs. And uh, you'd need 88% of the lithium supply currently. <laughs> Uh, you need 71% of graphite, 32% of cobalt, and we've got companies that are abandoning cobalt mines because they just can't. Um, one is Jervoy, who 10 years in the making, way over budget. They finally just shuttered it. Mm-hmm. So there's going to have to be a realization that this notion of, of clean energy uh, needs to be reassessed, and we're going to have to get the environmentalists on board uh, for the mining aspect of it because otherwise we're going to just continue to, you know, be well here. And adding to that, um, emerging markets own 76% of the world's oil supply. Mm. And the rig count is down 16% here in the U.S. Mm. year over year. Now, let's not forget that there's depletion on all these rigs and wells as well. So uh, when you have a rig count that's in decline here in the U.S. and global demand that's still very high, the math is pretty easy to it's it's supply and demand 101 the math is pretty easy to do and 
And uh, to Nancy's point also, there is pushback now on not only um, electric vehicles, but on a lot of these initiatives, these ESG initiatives. And I know you saw the news from BlackRock of voting against a lot of these this week. So there is pushback on um, not only EVs, but all the ESG initiatives. And that should be uh, pro-energy in terms of fossil fuels. Because of scarcity. Yes. Yeah, I know, because, which is stupid. The whole thing is stupid because <laughs> prices would be much – gasoline would be $2 if you just let them drill, drill, drill. Drill, baby, drill. Right. I mean, really, what's the point? The clean energy thing is an obsession. Nobel Prize winners are calling climate change a hoax. It's not just Vivek Ramaswamy or Donald Trump. Nobel Prize winners are calling climate change a hoax. The only and people who believe this stuff are in Washington, D.C., in the Biden administration. Phil Murphy, the governor of California, uh, New Jersey, who's a very lovely man, by the way, he just came out, uh, no more gas-powered cars uh, by 2035. But wait, you can buy used cars, used gas-powered cars. You just can't buy new ones. I mean, how stupid is that? Really? How stu- that's almost market. as stupid as saying you can't have a ceiling fan. The energy department just came out. No ceiling fans. What is up with this? They're trying to blame Maui now on climate change. When they had a guy in control of the water supply who, because he was worried about uh, inclusion, (laughs) held off water supply for hours. Yes. But it's climate change. Yeah, and they wouldn't let the utility uh, deal with the... uh, with the problems of ga- uh, special grass uh, and other firefighting mechanisms. I mean, they, uh, these policies are making it worse. We're straying from the stock market, but the reality is these policies are making it worse. We should be growing the economy at 5% with no inflation. And by the way, I want to come back and talk about the dollar and commodities. Uh, Nancy Tangler's got a new ETF. We've got to hear from that. And Jim LeCamp's got a strategy. Nancy Tangler, CEO and Chief Investor. Officer of Laffer Tangler, Jim LeCamp of Morgan Stanley. I'm Cudlow. There's too much craziness out there. Free market prosperity starts here. Now, here's Larry Cudlow. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Cudlow. Stocks with Nancy Tangler, CEO and Chief Investment Officer of Laffer Tangler Investments, and Jim LeCamp, Senior Vice President for Investments at Morgan Stanley. Uh, Nancy Tangler, you got a new ETF. What's cooking? Oh, I want to get rich. Up, Larry. I want the non-rich to get rich. I want the Cudlow Trust to get. What do you got? <laughs> me, Real fast. Me too, and that's why we did it. Um, our minimums at, at Lafferty <laughs> are pretty high, and so we wanted to take our core strategy, which has um, a pretty strong track record of very high ratings from the independent. Uh, rating people. And we wanted to make, make it accessible to the average individual. It's a core strategy. It uses the same valuation metrics I've used since the mid-1980s uh, when I first met you, actually, and it works. And so uh, we launched in uh, August, fourth month of the year, to launch an ETF. Um, but we, we braced the, the volatile markets, and we're looking forward to um, really having the opportunity to share it with the rest of the country. What's the ticket? What's the ticket? How much? Uh, it's the ticker is TGLR, so Tangler, no, no, TGLR. Need, and, and how much do I need to play? Oh, minimum, whatever your broker, uh, five bucks, ten bucks, you can, whatever it oh. takes to buy a share. Yeah, it's, right. it's, uh, for the average investor, and that's exactly Good. what we wanted. Jim yeah, McCamp, you know, she's pretty, she's pretty smart, Jim. 
She's got a good track record. <laughs> she, I've known her a long time. She's very good. I don't know, maybe you put a couple of bucks in there. And, and I studied Art Laffer when I was a freshman uh, economics student at Baylor University. So yep. Uh, yep. I've, I've, I've known the team a long time. Um, <laughs> you were talking about emerging markets. I just want to yep. point out, if you were going to do mean reversion, you'd be all over it. But mean ver- uh, reversion is, is kind of like waiting for a Godot. You better wait for the whites of their eyes before you do that. And uh, demand over there is really, really weak. Now, they're expanding the BRICS to include those other countries, and they're going to have a stronghold on a lot of commodities. So it's going to be something I think the next decade is going to be full of discussion about, uh, but it's not there quite yet in terms of moving the market, and we just need to wait till these uh, trends start to develop. But, Jim, what about the China story? Well, financial problems, real estate problems, the economy is sputtering, the currency is going down. What about, I mean, I'm interested in the China story because of the China implosion, but also what's the impact on the the U.S. and the rest of the world? I think it has a a big impact. I I think China is hesitating. They, they They can stimulate more than they have, and ultimately I think they will. At some point, there will be a big bazooka over there, and Chinese stocks, uh, the valuations are really cheap right now. If they don't, if they if they decide to let markets uh, go ahead and go where they where they would go, and they don't normally do this, they hardly ever do it, then you've got a real problem because emerging markets in Europe are not in good shape in the first place. And if the rest of the world sinks, we've already got a, a, a market that's overvalued here in the first place. It's going to be a headwind. And Nancy, um, Mickey Levy's uh, article, his op-ed in the Wall Street Journal, China pays for economic mismanagement. The bill is coming due for Beijing's rejection of free enterprise in favor of communist ideals. I mean, that's a big story. I think Mickey Levy got it exactly right. The Deng Xiaoping reforms are dead. Uh, China's gradually moved away from free enterprise and she has moved a far further, much further from free enterprise. I mean, China is, uh, that story is going to be very important. That's a sinking story. It has geopolitical implications and it has financial implications. For sure. And yet we're starting to emulate some of those same policies here oh, in the U.S. Yes. where we have witnessed, I mean, yes. we can see exactly what happens. Um, you know, so I, this is maybe where Jim and I uh, diverge. I, I, I still think it's too early to get back into China. We, we've been advocating not to for a couple of years. Um, no, while I agree with that. De- oh, do, okay. Sorry, Jim. I didn't mean to mischaracterize. Uh, no problem. I absolutely agree with you. Yeah, and, and, and this was, you know, while BlackRock was doubling their allocation to China, and now, you know, it's as though they, they don't even know where China is in their mm. in their mm. global allocation. So I, I think investors, there's plenty, you know, one of the things Jim mentioned earlier that I think is super important is that the lack of breadth in this rally is, in fact, a fact, but it's also given us a lot of opportunity because there's some really high-quality names, and in particular, the, the short-cycle industrials that are benefiting from all the government spending, um, we, we have found some really attractive places to, to put capital. So think of a name like Emerson or Carrier that also fit our theme of old economy companies that are embracing the digital revolution and AI, cloud computing, et cetera. So we, we think there's still plenty of places in the U.S., and that's where we're focused. Uh, stay away from China for some time would be, would be my advice. Yeah, stay away from China. 
Uh, Jim LeCamp, I got 40 seconds. What's your strategy? Keep a lot of cash right now. They, yeah, we can get 5% on money market, CDC yeah. bills, and, yeah. and wait for. I, and I don't hate the areas that Kathy just mentioned. I actually do like those areas. But, yeah, as I've told you before, Larry, in a, in a, if we get into a bear trend in this market, they're, they're not going to take any prisoners. Everybody dies in the end. And you can, if, if you have lots of cash right now, you can get paid for it. There is an alternative. And you can wait for some of these things to wash out. I think you can play them. But also I think you can buy energy in here and some of the materials right. names. Yeah, you get 5%. 5% cash. It's not bad. Not bad at all. Nancy Tengler, and thank you. Jim LeCamp, thank you. Folks, we're going to break on the other side. Money and politics with Liz Peek and Steve Moore. <laughs> 